And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. This is our special edition of Tell Me Your Story at 9.06 a.m. here on AM 1290, FM 96.9. With our very special guest returning for the fourth time this month, uh, Lumari, who uh, is going to share with us uh, a lot of her own insights and so forth. She's the author of Streams of Consciousness, and we're going to talk about that as well. As uh, as we enter into, we're not quite there yet, but we're entering into uh, the new year, 2024. Again, we've talked a lot about that already, but uh, we're going to talk more about it in terms of uh, changes. Uh, and uh, we are going to talk about that because change is the const- one constant in the universe. There may be others I don't know about, uh, but we do know that change is there. Uh, this is the program that brings you new paradigms for a new world, choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Now, we are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and of course, here we are at 9 a.m. Uh, on a Wednesday. But we're also going to be here uh, through the month of January uh, with our 8 to 9 a.m. edition of Tell Me Your Story. Lots of programs, lots of special guests that you're going to want to listen to, and I hope that you will. And go to their websites. We'll be linked to them on our uh, podcast and uh, videocast sites, which happen to be SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, as well as YouTube. And uh, we hope you'll subscribe at the very least to click notification so that the next time a conversation is posted, you'll be notified and you can uh, tune in and listen to that on the uh, podcast or videocast sites. We hope that you will do that. We also ask that if you can support the work we're doing financially, we would be so gratefully appreciative. I am so thankful for those who have and those who will support us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we have a PayPal account. It is there for your security as well as ours. The email address you'll want to put into that field when they ask, richard at richarddugan.com. That's richard at richarddugan.com. And also spend some time, and I think uh, that uh, Lumari and I may start the program here by talking about this, during the decade of perfect vision and uh, going within and listening to that still small voice, especially when we start talking about this aspect of change, which, you know, there are a lot of people who do not, do not like change. They do not want things to change. By the same token, I, I use the analogy of a pond. And if you have a static pond, a pond where the water does not move, eventually you get stuff growing in there you didn't want. You've got bugs you've got growing in there that you really don't want. Uh, and it starts to uh, give off a rather obnoxious odor. Whereas if you have a dynamic pond where there's movement, there's activity, there's... There's, I don't know, ducks and geese, what have you, swimming around and diving in for fish that might be there, whatever the, the, the critters are. You're not going to have that problem at all. It's alive. You may even have some additional growth and so forth. So if you can think about it from that standpoint, not so much <laughs> the smelly pond as opposed to the not so smelly pond, but just in terms of how that turning of the water, turning of the soil, turning of the life uh, can actually bring some excitement. And Lumari, thank you so much for being with us here on the program again. Here we are the last Wednesday in, um, in December. Amazing, isn't it? Thank you so much, Richard. I love our conversations. 
and I love being able to share with your amazing, amazing community. Well, I wanted to uh, dovetail off of um, what we're talking about here in terms of change, and we talked about it last week as well. I mean, if I was to go through my life right now, I would say that my uh, life of change really kicked off in uh, 2022 because I had, in that year alone, early in that year, I had a lot of change. I lost four or five people. Uh, they moved on, if you will, transitioned, or to to show respect to Sir Bernie Siegel, who's been on this program, they died. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and it's like, and then of course this year, uh, my father passed, my best friend of fifty three years passed, um, and I'm sixty three, which means that many many of the people that I know that I have gotten to know over the last. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, whatever, they're going to go to the next level. They're, they're moving on to the next level in this uh, educational system, shall we call it. <laughs> right, right. But that's part of life. And some would say, well, yeah, that's awfully callous. You know, you're, you, you don't care. Of course I care. You know, I, I know that one day I'm going to get that call from one of my sisters saying, Mom just, just passed. Okay, I get that. And I knew that with my father, too, uh, and oh, my yeah. sister, and my best friend, and the list goes on. And it's like, what am I, I going to do? I can't change that situation, that change. So what are your offerings, especially in light of the, this one book that, that you have written, uh, Streams of Consciousness, what are your offerings to people? when talking to them about the challenge that they see in their lives facing maybe not so monumental changes, but sometimes it doesn't take much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Well, you know, we, like you said, we live in a world of change. And, and also, um, when we're looking at the world at large and the conversations out there, and it's interesting not necessarily always pleasantly interesting, <laughs> but interesting to notice people who don't want things to change, but actually they're looking back 20 or 30 or 50 or 100 years, and that's what they want to happen. That's what they want our society to look like, right? But as humans and spiritual beings on this planet, we already have changed. So people who are looking back to hold on to um, a dynamic, a philosophy, a way of thinking, being, et cetera, et cetera, from, quote, unquote, back in the day, mm -hmm. you can never go back in the day. Yeah, yeah. You, you just can't. So the, the um, systems that people are looking at for that, who are saying, okay, we don't want these laws, or we don't want these groups, or, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's people there who are saying we don't want these foods. Uh, mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you can't go back there. The reason is, is we already have vibrationally, intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally processed into the changes already. Mm-hmm. 
So it's important to know that when we're talking about change because we're already going through it. Right. We are not the same humanity as 100 years ago. And 100 years ago in the shape of humanity, which is, they say, 200,000 years old, you know, that's not even a blink. It's like a half a blink. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've already processed the changes. So now what do you do to embrace the change, whether it is a difficult one or or a glorious one? Yeah. Because sometimes in people's lives, they have an amazing change. Like I've known clients who, like, boom, all of a sudden, and we're working together to create those changes and move into, you know, greater success or find different things or whatever. And then they have to get used to the fact that, whoa, now their business is really like this. Or now spiritually they feel much more aware. What do they do when they can feel those energies? Or their talents have finally hit a place. And it's like, whoa, people, I mean, I have clients who've called me and said, people know who I am. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And it's a change because they're walking down the street and people are going, hey! And they're like, what? What's going on here? Right? That's a change that you need to get used to. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. We're talking with Lumari. Lumari.com is the website. Uh, This is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, and uh, we're going to continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, along with Lumari, and we're talking about change. We're talking about that process that takes place, whether you like it or not. And that's an interesting perspective also, Lumari. Mm -hmm. I have struggled for years and finally came to terms with it in my own mind, uh, this, this aspect of duality. And, you know, we talk about good change or bad change. And the reality is change is neither good nor bad. It's just change. And there's, there's a statement that's often made, especially on historical documentaries. A particular event happens, and they will tag it with, and this changed the course of history. And I'm going, wait a minute, how do you know that it changed the course of history? I mean, did you, do, do you have uh, uh, omnipresence, uh, omniscience, omnipotence that allows you to see the different uh, paths uh, of humanity? I don't think so. So how is that statement even valid, uh, let alone true? It, it didn't change the course of history. History took the course it's going to take. But we look at these different events as changes. Um, duality, for me, there is no... Uh, um, uh, I, I mean, and I use the analogy, for example, of, of the macrocosmic world. You take the space, uh, the right. telescope, uh, the Hubble telescope, and you're looking out there and you're seeing stuff that's moving and changing and exploding and colliding and on and on and on, and there's no judgment there. And even on the micro, microscopic, a t- subatomic level, the same thing is happening as above, so below is, is the way I look at it. But there's still no judgment there. It's only well, when it, we get at this level that there's the judgment as to whether it's good or bad. Well, and I think that if we look at it like a pivot point, mm-hmm. it gives you a new perspective. So something happens and it's a pivot point. It could be a small pivot point or a large pivot mm-hmm. point. Yeah. But, you know, you were talking about people passing. 
and their loss is, is your loss. I mean, that's how it is. Sure. We're, and so this conversation is not minimizing it or, or you know, um, silly, you know. Not at all. Platitudes or anything like that. The, the, the pivot point is a different perspective. One, you know they're not there, but also you, in the, in the one hand you have the loss and in the other hand you have the memories that become so loud so, because if you've had somebody in your life that you really love and you shared time with, all of a sudden those memories are real. Mm-hmm. They're not fleeting anymore. They're not like things that, like you poke each other with. Hey, remember when we did this? You know, now it's a whole other thing. So you're also able to be in an expression of gratitude and appreciation, and sometimes it's wonder because sometimes you do things with people or they've done things, and you go... How did you get there? Yeah. You know, like brilliant and loving people, you're looking at them, how did you possibly start that charity or, you know, make that artwork or create that, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So we get to be in that as well. And, you know, segueing from that, like we're in a place of change. The world is speeding up. Oh, yeah. And it's speeding up, one, because scientists can tell us that it is. Astrologers can tell us that it is, that we're in dynamic change. But also, because humanity communicates now, not only vibrationally, because we always communicated vibrationally, but now we're communicating, we can look at each other. We can talk with each other. You can hear my voice wherever you are listening. So now that is a whole other level of change. And one of the things that's really exciting is, like, what if you ask yourself the question, where do I want to play as a vehicle of change? What do you want to bring into this world? Hmm. Yeah. Because we're in the change. Some of the things are going to be you know, kind of stuff that happens, right? Yeah, exactly. Like it happens. It can be anything. It can be big. It can be small. Not all big things make huge changes. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes you notice something that you never noticed before, and it's not big. It's not like, you know, the tornado lifted up your house and brought it 20 miles away. That's a big change. Mm-hmm. It can be something really simple where you change your perspective and go, I never thought of that. And that one shift changes how you view yourself in the world and the people around you. And if we look at ourselves also, especially since the new year is coming, as vehicles of change, as agents of change, what do you want to make beautiful, create positive changes and make shifts in your own life and in our world, because we can do that. Hmm. Yeah. It is certainly one of those things that I find so interesting, Um, the pivot point you speak of. Uh, I I have pivot points for each one of the individuals that has passed uh, since January 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh, But specifically, my eldest sister, um, the day... I was notified, the morning I was notified, 
I heard her voice say, hey, hey, Richard, everything's okay. Everything's good. Everything's good. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I thank you. I, I, I know. I know everything's good. Because now you're not in a body in Scottsdale, Arizona, where I have to pick up my phone and dial and then I get a hold of you. I can talk to you anytime I want. Oh, definitely. My father, I don't hear a voice per se. I get impressions from him. Or I will talk out loud to myself, yeah. you know, sort of <clears throat> sort of a pep talk. I'm going, where did that come from? Well, I, I, oh, yeah. my father, my best friend, I have not shed a tear for the man yet because every time I think about him, I laugh because of how much fun we had together. Uh, going through grade school, high school, college, uh, different job changes. He was homeless for a short time, uh, which broke my heart because there was nothing I could really do other than offer him advice, which I guess he took because he got himself back up on his feet. Um, But uh, I actually have a radio program he and I did 21 years ago when I first got into this business, and I'm going to share that with our listeners on Monday, New Year's Day. Mm. Um, And I, I, you know, it's, I've been kind of holding off uh, putting that together. Uh, It's like an hour and a half radio show that we did one evening. It was around the holidays, around Christmas, and we brought a bunch of records and tapes and newspapers and this and that and the other. And then we went to uh, the local Super X, which was a drugstore like CVS, and we bought junk food. I mean, circus peanuts and uh, um, candy corn and sodas. No wonder I have uh, type 2 diabetes. <laughs> oh, that's not from the food. And we would go in there and we played radio. And uh, I was amazed when I first listened to it. Wow, I was only in this business for about a year and a half. This sounds pretty darn good. And it didn't sound real professional per se, but it still sounded pretty good. And it's like, wow. Yeah. So we had such a blast. And, um, and we also, as you probably uh, had uh, girlfriends when you were growing up, uh, you had these certain phrases that only mm-hmm. you and your girlfriends knew that every so often when a certain something would happen, you'd all say it at the same time. It was a synchronicity in that regard. We yeah. had some of those. <clears throat> and um, so I'm going to share a little bit of that next week uh, on, on Monday with, uh, with our listeners. We're going to take a quick break here. And um, we've got more coming your way, folks, here on uh, the uh, program called Tell Me Your Story with Lumari. Lumari.com is the website. We hope that you will check her out. And we've got more to talk about in terms of change as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, and uh, it's a really... Uh, it's just a lot of fun to, to chat here with Lamari. I've known you for, what, good, 10 years or more, at least? Oh, I think so. Yeah, and, and, and you've shared with our listeners a lot of the work that you do. I wanted to talk about, uh, even though we may have discussed this before, I think it's important to, to bring it up again, the impetus behind uh, Streams of Consciousness, which is the latest work that uh, you have available through through your website, as well as, uh, if I'm correct, if I remember from the last conversation we had, it is available on Audible as well? On Amazon. On Amazon, okay. (coughs) But um, tell us a little bit about the impetus behind uh, the creation of that work that people can get a copy of through your website and through Amazon. I would love to. And and so, 
I am what I describe as a conscious channel. That means some people channel and they're not aware of what they're doing. And I'm a conscious channel, so when I'm channeling, I'm actually having a conversation with the, the, the being, the intelligence, the spirit, whatever we want to call that. And, and that's how I wrote my first book, Awashka, Language of Creation, and then my next book, Akashic Records, because I wanted to actually, crazy as this sounds, I wanted to interview the Akashic Records because I didn't think that, they, that people were actually understanding what they were because their conversations about the, the Akashic Records is, is the wisdom of the universe. And it's conscious. So there's beings who oversee the wisdom of the universe and collect it and organize it. And people were talking about it like it was a library and you just kind of went in and got stuff. I'm like, yeah, consciousness doesn't work like that. So I actually contacted them in my own crazy way because no one had ever done that or told me about channeling or anything. And I asked them if I could interview them for that book. And I asked them questions about who they were and how we access and what they do. So it really was, and people who are really uh, stars in, in working with the Akashic Records have told me many times, oh, no, it was your book that got me to be able to connect with the Akashic because I couldn't do it the old way. With the Streams of Consciousness, I, it's another Alawashka book, meaning I'm channeling Alawashka, and we're having these conversations about how humanity evolved on this world. And so it's very interesting because in my questions, understanding how we have communities or groups or whatever you want to call them who are different than each other, while humanity, no matter what, we're the same. We, we really are one family with different aspects. And so I asked Alawashka, and I had a conversation about the differences. And what came forward was 12 different streams of consciousness. So consciousness is like an awareness, a focus, a theme of perceiving the world through your own energy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's really exciting, as opposed to looking at it like we're taught right? You believe this, you are like this, you look like this, you are like this, right? That's what we're taught. But this is like, no, these divine beings came in and recognized that for people, and the reason there's these different focuses is because different people connect with the divine and with life in different ways. Hmm. And that was, I looked at it, oh, that's a whole other conversation, that's not divisive. That's not separate. That's like, oh, I totally get it. Some people really resonate with harmony. Like the frequency and energy of harmony, which is many different notes combining to create a harmonic event. Mm. If you think of the symphony, if you think of a, a magnificent painting, if you think of beautiful architecture, all of those different things, right? Mm-hmm. Then all of these different notes come together and create something magnificent. And in, in a symphony, not all of the notes are a classic harmony 
meaning you know music, so you know what I'm talking about. Some people look at harmony like they're all like one or two notes apart and they all sound like this chord. In a symphony, it's not the case. Some of them aren't that level. Some of them actually, if you played it, would sound like it was off. But they all come together and they create a harmony. Some people on our planet actually resonate with that harmony. So when they're looking at the world, they're looking for harmony. They're looking for how things move together, how they play, how they resonate. And, and when I started listening to this and channeling it and obviously writing it, because that's what I do when I channel, it's like, this is a completely new way of looking at our world. I can understand why I might not be able to perceive the world from that person's point of view, because they're focused in this way. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah, very much so. It also, it sort of demystifies, because I think a lot of people are a little mystified by, it demystifies this whole construct, if you will, as I'll, I'll phrase it, uh, of this, this aspect of, of um, um, polarization. It's like, yeah. there, is no, there is no polarization. It's a difference of perspective by each member of the 8 billion plus people on the planet and there's nothing wrong with their perspective it's theirs they have a right to it it's kind of like desiderata you know you are a child of the universe you have a right to be here you also have a right to your perspective yes well and that's really and when you look at it that way right because so the higher vibration of that Right? So I, I talked about the stream of harmony. Well, what about the stream of wisdom? Because there's 12 different streams. I'm just giving you examples. Mm-hmm. Those are people who love and resonate with wisdom. They're not worried about where the wisdom came from as long as it's perceived as wisdom. So whether it's scientific wisdom, whether it's biological wisdom, whether it's spiritual wisdom... You know, we can go on and on about all the different levels of wisdom, mm-hmm. right? Right. But all of a sudden, that excites them. If they were going to have, you know, a club, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody in that club would look the same. They would just want the people who really had the wisdom. And we're not talking just about smart. Right. We're talking about wisdom. Like, oh, wow, this is how this unfolds, and that's why... And we can play in this because, and they're going to want to speak to all the different people. They're not going to differentiate between um, wisdom of the ages and wisdom of the new century. Wisdom's wisdom. They want to play there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They want to learn. They want to grow. They're really excited. When we look at people, humanity, resonating with those streams, as opposed to what I'm just going to say, we're, we're being fed, right? Then you can really understand how you're resonating, what attracts and delights you, and you can look at the people, you know, in your family and go, oh, yeah, of course. This is the person who they resonate with the stream of compassion. They feel everybody. They love that compassion and connection and seeing how a person's emotions and, and 
spiritual energy and love for people show up. That's who they are. Mm. And then they have somebody else in their family who resonates with the stream of truth. And there's no right or wrong in truth. There's no, there's no lie in truth. Truth is a resonance. And they look at that person, and they're not fluffy like that. They're not all embracing and huggy and all of that other stuff. They resonate with truth. When you say something or you live a life from truth, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Energies open up. It's like the chorus of the universe starts to sing because it's a truth. It's not an opinion. It's not what some people call fact. It's not a belief. It's a whole other resonance. Like saying that there are such things as photons. For them, that's a truth. Mm-hmm. There's also yeah. other higher truths as well. Once you know this, then you can look at people and go, you know, I mean, we know that they twist. All of these streams get twisted. But right. when you look at that, you can understand where somebody's coming from. Mm-hmm. If you have a parent that resonates with truth and you lie to them or, you know, kind of try and cover up something that you did that you shouldn't have done or whatever, mm-hmm. right, you're going to get it. They're just going to look at you and go, really? You think I didn't see that one? Yeah. Right? And then if you had the other parent, which was the parent from Compassion, then they'd be hugging you going, oh, no, no, it's okay. You need to grow into who you are so that you really can tell the truth, right? Yeah. We can love all of them. Absolutely. It, you know, and it's, it's it, the other aspect of it, too, in terms of perspective is it's when we stop and we start listening to uh, the other person's perspective or, if you want, listening to their story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we agree with them, that we believe what yeah. they're telling us, their perspective. It just means that we are taking a moment to better understand where they are coming from. And hopefully we can do that without judgment. It's not an easy task in and of itself, but certainly that would be the goal is to, to let them tell you where they're coming from yeah. so that you have a better understanding, if I may be so redundant, you have a better understanding of where they're coming from. <laughs> well, and it's really important. I mean, for me, I have to say, I was pretty lucky because my family had lots of big family events, and everybody said what they said. And, I mean, oh, this is going to sound funny, but I'll just tell you, I listened to people when I was really young. I'm like talking three, four years old, and these people were spouting and saying things. And they didn't get it. Some of them I didn't understand. And, and an uncle of mine was spouting off. And I was, because I do channel, I was going mm-hmm. to correct him right. and tell him what he could say and what he couldn't say. And my mother took me aside and I said, what's wrong with him? And she just looked at me and she said, you don't have to agree with him. Mm-hmm. And I said, but he's saying mean things. And she just looked at me. This is like one of those things, you know, in your life, it always stays in your head. Yeah. And, and my mother just looked at me, and he said, she said, it's okay that he's stupid. We love him anyway. Mm-hmm. 
and like I'm I'm a really young kid. It completely blew my mind and changed my opinion of him. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Now she had to explain it to me that way because I was three and a half or four. Right? Mm-hmm. So she couldn't give me a whole philosophy around it. <laughs> right. She had to say something to calm me down so I could look at him in a different way. And I did. And then I realized when I was listening to all the other people, I did think some of them were stupid. And I thought some of them were smart. And I could love all of them. And it completely changed how I viewed everything. And we can look at all of these different conversations people have. In the regular world, we can just look at it and go, oh, okay, yeah, I totally disagree with you. It could be your upbringing. It could be who you believe. It could be, you know, any number of things. But I also know that there's a lot of good things about you. And I'm choosing to listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. I don't have to agree, but I can respect, because not everybody we're going to love, I can respect and appreciate where you come from. In the higher vibrations, we can look at it and go, okay, not only do you have this way of being, but I'm pretty sure I don't know why, not meaning damage in your life, I don't know why you're bringing it forward, and it may have meaning for someone else in your life that's going to shift their life because of who you're being. Right. So I'm not going to judge it. I'm going to notice. Yeah. I, I, and I, I will give a case in point, um, again, not sharing his story because it's not my story to tell. Right. My brother and I are on opposite ends of the political spectrum. We had a very interesting and spirited conversation, ironically, the night of my, uh, my sister, my eldest sister's memorial. It, it already, wow. had already happened. And we were up until like one in the morning. And the reason I know this is because my mother comes out of the bedroom and says, Boys! I'm 63, he's, he's 61, you know. Boys, it's 1 a.m. I said, okay, Mom, we're almost finished. Anyway, f- uh, two things. Number one is we came to uh, uh, an agreement that there were at least, we had we, we talked about several different things, and we agreed that there were three things that needed to be fixed. All right, I'm not going to go into what they were, right. but we agreed that there were three. We didn't agree on how to fix them, but we just agreed right. that there were three things that needed to be fixed. But the most important thing to me in this conversation, as heated as it, it got, and we didn't scream and yell at each other or anything, and we're still, uh, we're still siblings, and I still love my brother. Um, right. But um, uh, I, I, the, 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 the commitment I made to myself was, no matter where this conversation ends, he is still my brother, and I love him. Right. Now, some of the good that my brother has done and I'm not saying that his philosophy is bad. I'm just saying that when you talk about understanding another person and, and, and their perspective, my brother, who worked for Disney for quite a number of years, was able to take my parents on a trip. I don't know. If, I can't remember if it was a week or two weeks to China. My father and mother, there's a picture of them that I have. He's wearing the hat that I gave him. But he is on a trip that my brother, who I am proud of for doing that, for taking my parents on this trip to China, that he had the wherewithal, the financial wherewithal to do that for them. And I I just, my hat literally and figuratively is off to him. But that's what I'm talking, that's what you're talking about. Yes, it's a 
whole other thing. All right? Now, I understand all of what we talked about, like the polarities and all of those other things. And the reason that they're so loud is because those polarities are created vibrationally to hit you. Yeah. Boom. Boom. And what do we do when we get hit? We jump. Whatever action after is, but the first thing you do is you jump. Right. Right? Well, that creates all this adrenaline and all of these other things for our physicality. And if we're agents of change, we can listen to the conversation and we can take action not to change someone, because that's not our gig. Mm-hmm. We can create change that makes things better. Simple change, huge change. It really depends because one of the things that's fascinating about this is you never know if a simple action really does change things. I've had clients call me after sessions, and I do coaching as well as individual you know, sessions and readings, and I've had people call me seriously five years after a session and said, you know, when you told me this, dot, 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 and like all of a sudden my whole life changed. But I didn't really want to acknowledge the fact that it changed, but now I have to say thank you because this is so amazing. And, and the shift in those things because we're in the higher energy and we're creating change and we're blessing people in not in traditional ways. It can be anything. Obviously, we know we can donate to charity. Obviously, we know we can help people. But being true in the moment, holding frequencies, I mean, that really does change people. When you listen and honor the person that you're listening to, that creates a space for them. And some people just heal in that moment because no one's ever listened to them like that. In my sessions, when I'm working with someone and we're doing all sorts of different things in that context, I will actually ask them if they want to hear something because I have many different things that I channel and lots of different wisdom that comes in and guidance for them, and I'll ask them. Why? Because it's not only me in the room. It's me, it's the other beings that are guiding them, and it's this person I need to know if what I say to them, they are open to. And I had a client, I said, um, okay, your mother's here. And actually it was adorable because the mother was sitting on the couch next to me. And I said, I need to know if you want to receive a message from your mother. Because what if she didn't? And I just said, hey, your mother says this. Well, that could shift her in a whole other way. But I knew that the message was going to be a change. You know what? The message wasn't profound to me, but it was profound to her. So I, I said to her, guess what? And she said, what? And I said, your mother loves your hair. And she burst into tears. <laughs> I did not get what was going on, right? And she just said to me, my mother never loved my hair. That's how I know it's my mother. Mm. It was like a simple message from her mother changed everything for her. Yeah. And, and we have that capacity. I mean, I have that capacity 
in my intuitive channeling sessions with people, but we have that capacity in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And all we have to do, we have to make sure, and I'm speaking to everybody here, we have to make sure that we move into a space where we can do that. Yeah. So we're not in judgment. We're open to be a vehicle of positive change, whatever that is. It could be buying crayons for a kid. It could be donating millions of dollars. It could be anything in there. Sometimes for me, it's just smiling at babies. Yeah. Because they do smile back at me. Yeah. They start giggling and laughing because I'm smiling at them. And then their mothers start to get excited because their baby is looking at me and laughing and they don't know why it's happening, but all of us are having a good time. That changed. Changed everything. Mm -hmm. And and that's something that we just never know what will make a change in someone else's life, which in turn changes our lives. Absolutely. I mean, it can be literally the smallest thing. I, I have to say that <clears throat> with the challenges, the um, health challenges that my wife is yeah. dealing with right now, getting over this, uh, this head cold uh, and so forth, that there are these little things that I do for her to help her to be more comfortable. And a lot of times it's leaving her alone because she's, <laughs> you know, yeah. resting. And somewhere down the road, sometimes it's a few hours, maybe the next day or two, and she'll roll over and she'll say to me, thank you for taking care of me. Yeah. And and I just, I say, you're welcome. You know, and and I want to go, well, why wouldn't I? I love you and I want what's best for you. And, you know, going into that whole thing, no, 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 Uh no. Just say, you're welcome. Thank you. you. You're welcome. Exactly. Um, you just never know. Before we wrap things up here, Lumari, Lumari.com is the website. Streams of Consciousness is her latest book. Hope you'll get a copy of it. I wanted to ask you in the last couple of minutes before we wrap things up here, what you have to share with us <clears throat> as we wrap up uh, 2023 here in the decade, as I like to call of perfect vision. What, what message have you for us uh, in the last couple of minutes? All right. Well, one thing is, when we're talking about vision, then, then I have three things to say. One is, what is your own vision for your life? Explore it. Two, what is your vision for the world? If you could really have a vision of what our world can be, what is it? Explore that vision. And then three, what is a vision that you would love to see? When I ask these questions, it's because when you go into that question, you are already resonating with a higher vision than you had before. Mm. And that one energy creates a ripple effect on our planet. And that's what we want. That's why we came here. I mean, I know in my own work, Obviously, I'm a visionary. I have vision, right? Mm -hmm. But creating a vision for us and us participating in it, can you imagine? And it's not not, um, fluffy. It's real. Because when you look at our world, you know that these people had visions and were actually living their vision. Yeah. We're living their vision. Well, what if you create something mm-hmm. that everybody else can move into? And yeah. I'm not talking about solving problems. 
But I can have a vision mm-hmm. where everybody on this planet has food. Everybody yeah. has food, and it's good food. It's not chemical. Right, right. It's real, beautiful, earth-created food that nourishes everybody. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. I could have a whole bunch more. But if I look at it, it's like, you know, that would make such a change in people in our world that everybody had food to eat. Yeah. Well, Lamari, I want to thank you again uh, for sharing this uh, this program as well as this month of Wednesdays with us. And uh, uh, we're going to have you back in 2024. <clears throat> and because of the fact that I have been blessed with an expansion of Tell Me Your Story Monday through Friday from 8.06 to 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, uh, we're going to have you back again to talk more about <clears throat> some of the other things. And we'll maybe dive into some specific aspects uh, because I'd like to touch upon some of the elements within streams of consciousness. Uh, I know that <clears throat> there are those who uh, they will they will refer to a speech they made, uh, a presentation where they had no notes, they had no script or anything. It was a stream of consciousness. It's not yeah. exactly what we're talking about, yeah. but at the same time, it kind of, sort of, in a way, is. And we'll define that the next time we have you on. And thank you so much. Oh, thank you, my dear. Bless you and bless everyone listening. And I can't wait to play more. And we will indeed hear on this program we call Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. Uh, we'll wrap things up by saying love to lol. Jeanette, I am still listening. Dad, continue to be happy. To my dear friend, my dear friend Smokey, I will see you on the other side. And to my dear friend Zoroth, aho, aho.